3: What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I gotta tell you about a place you need to check out this weekend, and that's our friends over at Light Shade Dispensary, where they have Escape Artists, which is the highest award topical brand in Colorado that prioritizes quality and consistency. They have ratios available in one-to-one and high ratio CBD, 20-to-one. They've got it all, and whether you're a casual consumer or a connoisseur, you can get anything you want over at Light Shade Dispensary, and use the code DNVR, whether you're online or in person, to get 25% off. Off your entire purchase. That's again t- code DNVR to get 25% off your purchase over at Lightshade Dispensary. All right, Mace and Brian, let's hop into the show. Number one for
2: the one and only DNVR. bitter and come join us ddnvr we are dnvr
1: we are dnvr and we are live from studio a here at the dnvr bar where it was absolutely popping from morning to night last night uh at the dnvr bar watching march madness we are open right now you can probably hear the music in the background so come on down watch you uh some march madness and today the a in studio a stands for afc west the greatest division in football history Ooh, hmm. maybe maybe that's what we're talking about today but first i want to give a shout out to msu denver MSU msudenver.edu online you can go to msu denver and check out all they have to offer at msu denver.edu/online 75 plus online and hi- online and hybrid programs 450 total classes something for everyone over at msu denver so check them out my boys the
3: vibes are incredible today and what a fun pod we have as we've got basketball in the background as the bar is hopping already got the vibes feeling good and man this is one of the best weekends in sports
1: yeah no three ring circus today Uh, a little psa there um because the broncos have a lot going on and we don't know what time they have a lot going on. we so got to be on our toes we have dancing to, around. Yeah, we have to be mobile uh, and uh, agile.
3: Are you talking about Russ?
1: Yes, I oh, am talking okay. about Russ. Uh, everything, I, I only talk about Russ. Yeah, you know?
3: yeah, yeah. Um, the NVR Russ Broncos podcast.
1: As I said to someone on Twitter who was like, I see, I was like dunking on the Chargers, and they're like, I see you're mad about what the Chargers are doing. And I was like, Bro, the Broncos have Russell Wilson. I literally can't be mad about anything ever. <laughs>
3: it's so true. It's so true. And speaking of 3 ring circus, don't worry. We're still going to have an awesome show next week
1: with our friend Romy Bean. Yeah, so Romy will be on next Friday, uh, and we will get to that. All right. So, best football division ever. There's only one person I can throw this to first. Andrew Mason.
0: On paper, yes.
1: Okay. Woo-hoo.
0: Yes. And uh, again, but here's the thing. There's going to be one dud in this game of AFC West Mystery Day. Ah, uh, yeah. There's going to be one of these teams that ends the season very disappointed sitting there at 7-10, 8-9, 9-8.
1: I wonder what team that could be. <laughs>
0: well, the thing is, it, it could be anybody. It could. I mean, let, yes, it could be the Chiefs, believe It, it or could.
1: Not. It could be an. I mean, there's always one. Yeah,
0: there, there's always one. There's always one. I mean, I think to the the, the, the comparisons that I make here, they're actually to like other sports. There, it's like to SEC football, to like the Big East when it was like a 14 team colossus, or the ACC in basketball in the 2010s. Like, you'd have say seven ranked teams in those conferences, and then one of them would go like 14 and 19, just yeah. because. Someone, they're so good, There's it's so deep, someone is just going to be a bust. So I, that's why I would say, like there are say, people saying, oh, four teams in the playoffs. That is extremely unlikely because the only way that likely happens is if you see the entire division say sweep the NFC West and sweep the AFC South. I think sweeping the AFC South is possible. I'm not sure about sweeping the NFC West.
3: I don't think there's a dud. I, I disagree with both of you. Four I, playoff teams? Potentially, or a team that misses at 10-6 and six or 10-7 and seven yeah. or something like that. I, I, I think these are all legit teams. Now, of course, there can be a dud, but I don't see it. I, and, of course, the team that would be the dud, I think the obvious one, is the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, no. and no, no. The Chargers. Oh, you're saying the Chargers. No, game. <laughs> they're going to
1: Charger it up? Give me Just a like break. they did last year. And they were still a winning team, though. Yes, and they got beat by the Raiders yeah. to miss the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that happens is you have other divisions that aren't as rigorous. And let's put it this way. The Patriots would be the would be fifth if you put them among, among the AFC West. Four AFC West teams plus the Patriots. They're the fifth best team. But they get a couple of games against the New York Jets, for example. You go to the a- AFC south let's say that the colts trade for matt ryan out of all this that the you know the the dominoes fall deshaun watson goes to atlanta matt ryan goes to indianapolis that then all of a sudden you could see both the the colts and the titans being like 11 and 6 10 and 7 and they steal a playoff spot from one of them who's a wild card takes a playoff spot from the fourth place team in the AFC West. Well, and that's, that's why I'm not yeah. saying
3: that that's guaranteed all yeah. four playoff teams come from the AFC West because of that. Because the mm. AFC West is going to eat themselves alive. Yeah. And, and, yeah. That, and that's why I don't think anymore that, that the AFC West is going to have the number one overall seed. No. Because they're just <laughs> going to, yeah, cannibalize themselves. But I don't think you're a dud if you go 10-7 and seven and miss the playoffs because there was another team that was... Because two other AFC oh. West teams, or three other AFC West teams had a better record, and then there was a Patriots or anything. So that that's not a dud in my mind. A dud is a losing team. I don't think there's a losing team in this division. And why I think the dud would, and I think you guys are crazy for sleeping on the for sleeping on the Chargers. Yeah, people uh, have
1: been saying that for like fifty. Years. Well, not me. And, and they are. I'm on just the come. saying they, they, they truly
3: are on the come up. They now. have to
0: prove. I, I'm just saying. I'm. I don't think they're going to be the dud. I don't think they be the fourth place team, but. They do have that history.
3: The reason the Raiders would be the dud is because of Josh McDaniels. And speaking of bad history, this isn't history that's like, you know, no one's in the organization anymore. Josh McDaniels is the bad. Uh, of history that's now leading that organization. Unfortunately, I think Josh McDaniels is going to have learned a lot from his past. I think he's going to be better. Uh, Josh McDaniels, without a doubt, is going to be a fantastic offensive mind. But if he at all reverts back to the way he was with the Broncos, he's going to tear that organization apart. And those big names that they have, Chandler Jones, uh, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr is not going to be able to salvage at all when those guys are, are going crazy because Josh McDaniels is going crazy. Unfortunately, I don't think that's the way it's gonna go I think Josh McDowell's is going to be a good enough head coach in a great offensive mind where again No duds and you know what when I think of the AFC West guys, it's scary as hell. It's fun as hell It's exciting. It makes me nervous makes me sad. It makes me happy I mean it brings out all the emotions and that's that's what's going to make this year extra fun on top of Russ
0: yeah, m- yeah,
1: Go ahead,
3: Mace.
0: Well, I mean, it's funny with McDaniels, I think one reason why he's going he will probably do better is he doesn't have all the power in his hands.
2: Yeah. yeah Dave
0: yeah. Ziegler being there, I think is gonna put a check on him. And I mean, we've kind of joked, hey, the Patriots way has, you know, worked so well elsewhere. Uh sarcastically speaking, the rate now you look at this Raiders team, and if they as long as Josh doesn't do the stuff of alienating people, which is possible. Mm-hmm. But if he's but I, but if he has learned from from 12 years ago, and I believe he has, then this is going to work. Maybe not like Belichick with his second chance in New England, but it's going to work to have them be a good team.
1: This is so interesting, and I wasn't necessarily planning on going it through it this way, but I, I started thinking about this as we're discussing. Think of all the things that are up for grabs. Obviously, you know we're talking about best team. Best team is up for grabs. Yep. Best quarterback yep. is up for grabs. And it's gonna be a really good competition. Yep. Um, best quarterback wide receiver duo yep. is up for grabs. Now, mm-hmm. I think Derek Carr, by a really tough metric, is the worst quarterback in the AFC West. <laughs> he now has probably the best wide receiver in the mm-hmm. AFC West. He, he,
3: just, he just got better. The the worst team in the Raiders and the worst quarterback in the Raiders just got significantly better. Yep.
1: So that's up for grabs. Best defense. Is up for grabs, and I think this is where the Broncos should really be trying to win, um, mm-hmm. because that's the one where I think they're closest. Um, you know, you go on down best coach; that's probably going to Andy Reid. But second best coach is wide open for yeah. grabs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like there's, it's just so crazy. You can go through everything, and there's not really a definitive winner in most areas
3: yeah and that that's what's absolutely you can go best offensive talent how about the conversation which what which we'll get into at some point in this offseason best wide receiving group best running back i mean there are legitimate competitions everywhere and you know what Uh, someone in the comment section already said give this a nickname it's AFC best because there is no doubt Mm -hmm. I mean we're talking about the AFC West being a Pro Bowl team on its own Mm -hmm. and then maybe you throw uh, I don't know Lamar Jackson in and the boom there's there's the team Joe Burrow throw him in boom there's the AFC West Pro Bowl team
0: (laughs) you know it's funny like because I was thinking about the the pass catching compliments as a whole after what the raiders did yesterday and that's where it kind of comes into you know, who has the best qb receiver combo but if you take the pass catching compliments receivers plus tight ends i mean where do the broncos rank here it's and they've invested a hell of a lot probably third in the receiver position and yes. that's in their third at best their third i mean I, I right now i would take in terms of the balance of what the raiders have i would take the, the raiders today Devontae yep, Adams, would, Darren, yeah. Wall-
1: and Darren Waller, and, Hunter, and Hunter, Renfro. Hunter Renfro.
0: You've literally got arguably no. the best outside receiver. You've got, at worst, a top three or four tight end. Yeah. And you have the best
1: slot. And so then with the Chiefs, you have the most dangerous receiver in the uh, NFL, as right. I would call him. Yep. Um in more ways than one, um, the, the best, <laughs> the stopped. best tight end. He's still tight end one league wide. Yeah, uh, he's uh, the most
3: productive tight end yeah. without a doubt.
1: He took a step back last year, I thought, but still, yeah. still a thousand. And yards, then whoever right? you throw in third, Michael Hardman. Yeah. Um, but their 1-2 their is... Right, their 1-2 is as good as anyone. Yep. So then i probably put the Broncos after that.
3: They have to be, oh. and and the, the good thing about it is they're not where the Chargers are. Where The Chargers are still really good, but I think there is a step back from the Chargers. The Broncos are, are right there, but I think they are kind of the clear number three, but they have a chance to work their way up to two, to work their way up to one, and the, the Broncos' weapons haven't had any favors with the quarterback. Now mm-hmm. they get that. That's why they can move up. Because Cortland Sutton, he can be that guy. He can be a top 10 guy. Jerry Judy can be a top 10 guy. Losing Noah Fant does hurt, but in terms of receiving weapon, Alberto is right there. Now, Alberto certainly has to prove himself before he's anywhere in the conversation of a Darren Waller, of a Travis Kelsey. But in terms of talent, he can can help the Broncos be in that conversation.
1: You maybe could say uh, the best wide receiver, just pure wide receiver group is the Broncos. Um, But that doesn't... Really matter, you know? How often are they going to be going four or five wide? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and and,
0: ch- and don't sleep on the Chargers with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen as right. well. Totally. I mean, I mean right. it's that's nothing th- to, to you
1: know. Thumb I think your nose the Broncos
0: at. might be fourth. It's close because I because right now the Chargers they're kind of in flux at tight end. Yeah. If you threw that in there, but I think right yeah. now the Broncos could be.
1: It'll be you know, really it interesting to, last. to see <laughs> what the Broncos, what packages the Broncos use because. Yeah. Like I said, if you're talking about going four wide and you put out Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry, Judy, and KJ Hamler, that sounds terrifying for Mm -hmm. defenses. But we're also talking about a West Coast offense that's going to use a fullback. So it's like, how often can you really do that? How often do you really want to do that? That is the puzzle for uh, Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Outen to solve, and I think it's a really fun one. And, like, you can go Andrew Beck, Eric Tomlinson – Albert O yeah. and Cortland Sutton, and that still has some fear. You know, you still put some fear in people.
3: Well, and what I love about that is just how d- different this offense can be. Yeah. You you can go four wide, and then let's say your fifth guy out there, you go five wide, and Albert O's your fifth guy. And then the very next play, you bring in 265 blocking tight end. You bring in a full back in Andrew Beck. And then you have Javante Williams, who is just the complete opposite of KJ Hamler in terms of taking the top off the yeah. of defense. He, if if you aren't able to switch quickly enough on defense, or you're not prepared to handle both of those things on defense in terms of an incredibly good deep threat, and then also a, a mauler that's gonna that's not who you can't tackle, as Russ said. Good luck.
1: Yeah. And I think it was Dan Orlovsky on ESPN the other day said he puts the Broncos offense as the number one offense in the AFC West right now because he believes they're going to be the most multiple offense. Mm. Meaning, you know, obviously the Chiefs have issues with falling too in love with the passing game. The Chargers definitely have issues with falling too in love with the passing game. The Raiders are going to be right there. Now, this was before they traded for Devontae Adams, so maybe he's going to change his mind because, you know, they also have Josh Jacobs. But his whole thing was the amount of pressure they're going. the Broncos are going to be able to put on defenses by them just not knowing what you're doing. You know, you could go heavy and br- force them to bring a safety down in the box and then throw it over the top to Cortland Sutton off those big bootlegs or those big, you know, outside zone fakes. So – this is, you know, Nathaniel Hackett has to be just living the dream right now in terms of scheming up this offense. You can go with the true West Coast formula, but you can also spread it out. You can also go RPO. You can also go zone read with Russell Wilson. This, there's nothing that you can't do on offense. You know what, what does it, Russ
0: want to do, though?
3: He wants to throw
0: wants the to ball, cook. and he wants to throw he, deep. That's the thing. Russ wants to cook. So I think it's it, you can be balanced, but you don't want it to look like Seattle where – it's run first. Uh-huh. No, you're Because not that's, one, be... that's not what he's yeah. coming here for. And
3: when you think about the offense yeah. being balanced, when you think about having these multiple approaches, that is something that cannot leave Nathaniel Hackett's mind, is that. Hmm. Is still got to make Russ happy. Give me 60-40. 60-40, Th- pass yeah. to run. That's great. That. Beautiful. Yeah. And and then also that allows you to not have a dominant number two running back. You don't have to sign Melvin Gordon because you're not going to be handing the ball off to Javante Williams only 25 times a game. And we know that's not really sustainable to do that for an entire season if you want him for 17 to 20 games in a year.
1: Someone in our YouTube comments yesterday when we were talking about what's the worst thing that George Payton has done, someone said maybe that was two days ago. Yeah. Um, someone said the worst thing he's done is sign Mike Boone. <laughs> Wow! And, and I was, and they were like, he didn't even play last year. He had like seven carries or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, but well, what did they pay him? Two million bucks, two two million dollars. Yeah, exactly. And they brought him in to be a special teamer, uh, at least last year, with the idea of maybe him progressing into the number two. Mm-hmm. But my whole thought was, if like, because they were really hating that move. Yeah. And I was like, if that's the worst thing he's done.
3: Well, and and kind of like I said, the worst move was was not putting a bigger tender on Malik Reed. I really still disagree with that. But if that's the worst thing we're talking right. about mm-hmm. losing a third or fourth outside linebacker and not making the right decision on that, you're doing a pretty damn good I, job.
0: I figured someone was going to say the worst move was Kyle Fuller. That's what I it, said. In terms of the cost,
3: because it that was yeah. that was he was given Vic as guy, and so I am giving George the benefit of the doubt. It's there.
0: still well, still ultimately mm-hmm. it's his roster. Yeah, yep. it was but the, the worst. Bucks. The Bucks stop somewhere. What
1: was, was it? One year, ten million. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of money for a guy who was benched. Yeah yep so that's that's got to be the worst move but I agree with you he you know that had to be a Vic Fangio pounding the table type yep. of thing and mm. you know he's he agreed to it got you some corners got you your corners yep mm. exactly
3: Broncos need some corners now they do need some Woo. corners
1: now um uh, and it is just crazy like how good this division is it's awesome and this is all started by Patrick Mahomes um so you know Hats off to him. He created an insane arms race in this division that is now what should be the best division in the history of the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, Because everyone looked around and was just like, we have no chance unless we have everything. Um, And with the Broncos, you know, in a different world, you could just say like, oh, we'll take a a corner in the draft uh, and add there. And maybe we'll get, you know, one of these late free agents, whatever, and just be fine. But now you're going into a division with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And it's just like no longer can you just kind of play it safe. You got to go, gotta go get someone.
3: Yeah, you, you have to. And the, the corners that are out there, that's, that's why uh, the teams are taking risks in the AFC West now. They're, they're, they're doing splash moves. You got. You have to bring Bryce Callahan back. You have to, and it's a risk because he's, you can't count on him for 17 games but you know what Bryce Callahan is when he's on the field he's a damn good football player and he's Mm -hmm. a really good cornerback and you want to talk about a guy that can go up against Hunter Renfro and try to shut him down uh, as much as someone can a guy that you need against the Chiefs with all of their weapons a guy that you could really benefit against the Chargers you got to bring Bryce Callahan back and now he's on the he's on the market three days now no team signed him his price tag's coming down this is right about the time the Broncos signed him when they did when they brought him from Chicago you you got to go get him. What was that? Do you remember
0: it was a uh, 21 over three and so, yeah, and it was uh, and actually I think it went it went down uh, uh, Pretty close to a week into it. He was very he was very much a second wave signee when he came here in in 2019 and of course, uh, you know to kind of expand upon the whole thing of second third wave guys I mean it was I think what uh, mi- Middle of the first about one weekend they re-signed Kareem Jackson after cutting him yeah last so, year So we're the price the price tags are dropping in the next couple of days one for
1: four
3: um, for Bryce? Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And how about one one for two and a half for Kareem Jackson? One for three for Kareem Jackson. He said earlier this week uh, that he has been in talks with the Broncos and that he would really be open to the idea of returning. Boom. There you I go. Did... Spend five million dollars. Bring both of those guys back. Let's do it.
0: What do you think Chris Harris Jr. would cost um, on a one-year deal? Oh.
3: What's he getting paid
1: right now? Or what was he getting paid?
0: I mean, he that deal with uh, the Chargers, I think that was in the ten million a year range. So Yikes. his price so probably tag probably
1: seven or eight. He's probably
0: well, Ooh, I mean he was hurt last down. year. I'd say I'd say the price tag for him is probably four to yeah. five. Okay. I,
3: I would say four and you know what? Do that too. Yeah. Do Bryce, do Chris. Now I just think Chris may want to wait a little longer because yeah. he made that he made that nolan earlier this yeah. offseason. But keep that money around. And we, we have some Broncos contracts that came out earlier this morning. Broncos only spent a couple million dollars on those lower-level guys, yeah. so they can they can manipulate the cap in order to have this money. But the Broncos, every team in the AFC West is in it right now. You know, you, you saw it with the Rams last year, how they were in it for last year to win the whole thing. They made all those moves. You didn't see the Seahawks make those moves. You didn't see the Cardinals make those moves in the season. Uh, and, and you didn't see the 49ers make those moves. Now every single team in this division is already making those moves. It is so much fun. When, when I get the notification that Devonte Adams has been traded that Chandler uh-huh. Jones has signed, I'm saying not in the AFC West. Not oh man, it's the AFC. You got to be You know, I get I get a little fired up even though it's like terrifying at the same time because it's crazy. Every big move has been in the AFC West.
1: It's it's absolutely wild and it just adds into my whole thing about look, can we start the season tomorrow? Yes. Like I'm so fired up. It's g- we're going to be scoreboard watching from week 1 yep. through week 18.
3: Yep. And you know what's great is all of these teams are going to be on primetime every single week. So we're going to be able to scout the division uh on primetime games.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're probably going to see let's see. So each team is probably going to get their six primetime games potentially. You know? <laughs> so you're going to see uh you know 24 primetime <laughs> games in the AFC West.
3: It's insane.
1: Wow. Yeah.
3: And some of those are going to be against each other.
1: Yes, exactly. Um and I think it starts week 1 with some big matchup and we'll just roll all the way through the season. I th-
3: yeah.
0: I think Monday Night Football has to be some kind of AFC West game. The
3: classic week. Raiders and Broncos. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and in, in fact like just kind of thinking of the of how the oh. schedule breaks, we know obviously the the Rams are going to be at home Thursday night. I think they're gonna. I think the opening game is gonna be Buffalo at the Rams, because Buffalo's sitting. Oh, Buffalo. We're talking about the AFC West. Buffalo's sitting over there, chilling, as the other team that made a huge move and got Von Miller. Yep. Yeah. And then also, also Von sure Miller with Los Angeles. Yeah. Right, you know? right. Yeah. That just makes sense. But then, and then Sunday night, I'll bet you Sunday night football opener will be will be Kansas City at Cincinnati, and then Love you get it. and then you get two teams from the AFC West. Either it could be Broncos-Raiders, could be Broncos-Chargers. I hope it's not Raiders-Chargers. I'd like to see the Broncos on
1: Monday Night yep. Football. But we'll
3: Really see. quick, since you brought up Von Miller, did you guys hear his comments yesterday when, when being introduced as a Buffalo Bill?
1: Uh, just about how he felt like he was breaking up with his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: I think he... Uh, I think he wishes he re-signed with the Rams. It couldn't have been more obvious that that's what he wanted to do. Not the Broncos, the Rams. He and just the money was too good with Buffalo. It was cra- it, it was uncomfortable how he was being introduced to a great team with a great fan base and how it just didn't really seem like he was all in. Well, wasn't his I felt bad for the Bills. Wasn't
0: his, in the end his guarantee is like $500,000 more than Chandler Jones.
3: Is that what it was? Because so. like
0: Chandler's Joneses was like 51 million, I think, and Vaughn was 51 and a half.
3: So petty. Not Vaughn, <laughs> but just NFL players and yep. you know, yep. those contracts like, and agents. It's like,
0: if I'm going to go play in Western New York, I got to get paid.
3: <laughs> yeah, and he did. Good for him.
1: It's going to be a culture shock for Vaughn there. Uh, yes. Yeah, it is. Um, because even Denver at least is a big city. Mm -hmm. You know, and I guess he's within reach of New York City And that's probably how he sold it to himself It's
3: still a flight
1: Yes, it is Um, Or, yeah, I mean, Von Miller's not road tripping to New York City probably (laughs) Uh, It is still a flight, but, uh, you know, it's a quick flight It's a really quick flight Yeah. Buffalo
0: Um, is the 53rd ranked television market in the country
1: So Von goes from Denver, which was probably a little bit of a culture shock originally Coming from Texas Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he gets really used to that He goes to L.A., which is a place he was very familiar with, spent a lot of time there. And now he goes to Orchard Park. Yeah. These are the markets
0: bigger than Buffalo, by the way. This is what Vaughn's getting to. Markets bigger than Buffalo. Albuquerque. Greensboro. Norfolk. Yikes. Birmingham. Jacksonville. Oh, Grand no. no. Rapids, Michigan. Think,
3: think about it this way. How much of a house is Von Miller yeah. going to be able to buy there oh. with that money? I mean, he may be literally buying the stadium.
1: Club 40, I guess is what they would call <laughs> yeah. it now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be crazy. And I liked what you said, uh, Zach. Von Miller kind of like personally retired 58 that's just a broncos number yeah isn't that kind of cool it is kind of cool yeah Yeah. and
3: uh that's why you know if he's a first ballot hall of famer vons retired it in his mind broncos should retire it too
1: yes um first they got to get 24 off the board yeah yes they do do you think they'll issue 58 no Mm. remember champ bailey's wasn't issued out until uh, until (laughs) pac-man pac-man jones which is a it is literally a stain on the Broncos. It is. Um, that was a massive L.
0: Worst thing that happened in the Vance Joseph era, I think.
1: At least from like a Historic. symbolic standpoint, yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of how like Mel Tucker tried to unretire Wizard White's 24 mm-hmm. um, and give it to a, uh, a prospect, uh, and then of course he left, uh, and thankfully. The Buffs were like, actually, you can't have that number, and now he's gone. Well, Frank Trappucca's
0: <laughs> number, the Broncos re- briefly tried to get that before Peyton Manning. I mean, really, back in the mid two thousands, there was a an off season receiver. I believe his name was Grant Matos, who wore number eighteen Come because on. there was some there was there was research going on, and there was a, a couple of months where nobody was sure that Trapuca's number had actually been retired oh. until cuz they didn't have the billboards up right until it was dug up that yes the owners at the time in 1960, in 1963 did retire Frank Were Tripuka's you on that number. research team? Um <laughs> I was indirectly I, I was not doing the guts of it but I was I was in I was in the conversations okay, all right, about that's it awesome. because uh, uh, my th- my general thought was when it well, it's just a number it's off season Let's just keep it retired, you know, let's just keep it retired.
1: Yeah, I mean, my take is don't retire any numbers, but so you're like the Raiders. I just eventually we're going to run out. Like if we expect the world to keep going, eventually we're going to run out of numbers. No, we just
0: go triple digits. Oh my
3: Uh, God, KJ Hamler were 101 (laughs) or zero
0: thing like zero eight. Oh, Oh, no, that's bad. That's That's really bad.
3: bad. For you being all about the swoosh and the looks and, and the crispness, is zero eight is about as bad as it gets.
0: I'm just saying there are solutions.
3: <laughs> it, zero's not allowed, is it?
1: Double I don't zero. want to see Beef Supreme wearing <laughs> zero eight <laughs> in 2055. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm out. I just we're well, the problem is is the standards that we're going to the the goalposts are going to move on retiring numbers because mm-hmm. we're going to start running out of numbers and people are going to be like, oh, well, you have to be like. A unanimous first ballot Hall of But favors. here's the thing: I mean, how
0: in the regular season, how large is your roster? I mean, even if you have injured guys, it's never 60. more than what, like seven? Like I guess
1: you got the practice
0: squad. Yeah, practice. The practice squads are bigger now, but even with injured guys, it's never more than about eighty, right? Mm-hmm. And so right now you have, because you don't have zero. You got one to ninety-nine, so you have not. Ni- you have ninety-nine numbers. As long as you hundred,
3: because do- you get double zero, I think. Is it, no, not anymore. More. Not anymore. Oh, you yeah. can't. Not no, anymore.
0: not the last double zero was I believe Ken Burrow for the for the the late Ken Burrow for the Oilers. Impressive. So, and then Jim Otto before that, of the Raiders. But, but I, you can just double up in in training camp, right? I mean, yes, I, you Remember could. when the Bears were here a couple oh, of years just, ago, and the bear like you look at their roster, and the Bears have like eleven guys doubling up. Yes. On offensive because they've retired like sixteen numbers. Yes. It
1: works. They make it work. Yeah. I don't know. My thing is, like, the best players wear the best numbers, and then we're going to lose all the best numbers. Like, 24 is an amazing number. I think because of the the standards that we have for retiring numbers, the Broncos should retire 24. Yes. But now, like, that's, the, in my opinion, the best number for a player in the secondary, so that's gone. And, like, over time, all of a sudden Ooh. you're going to have, like, your, your corners wearing 49. See, I, I guess- think
0: the best numbers for the secondary – are what we're seeing now with like Pat Sertan wearing number two. That's nice. Now that we have single digits involved. It's true. More like options. Receivers and and defensive backs are great single-digit players. Agreed. All Let's right, see, we have like, run
1: super long
3: here. Here's, here's the thing, though. Champ's number wouldn't be retired with our standards. First Ballot Hall of Fame. First famer. Ballot Hall of Fame. Oh, you're right. You're right, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah exactly. And, that, and, and Vaughn, I think, after last year, he's first Ballot Hall of Fame. Actually, shoot. Like, Vaughn, you think it hasn't gone through Vaughn Miller's mind, though, that, man, what if I win a Super Bowl with three different teams? First player ever. Of course. Yeah, of course. As a Gunther's star mine. with three different teams, yeah. nobody's done that. Nope. Yep.
1: Um, something that people have done: come to the DNVR bar, which you should be doing right now. Um, tell your boss to screw off. Um, Maybe don't say that. Pack your things up. Yeah, don't say that. Quit your job. Nope, no, please. And come don't down do that. to the DNVR bar we right just now. You say
0: you're working remote
1: for a day. Uh, I like that. Yeah, you, you know? can. You. D- I, I believe the new uh, term for that is W F H working yeah. from home oh mm-hmm. is that what you tell your boss yes, <laughs> yes. um wf work from mm-hmm. dnvr come on down um uh, say wft
0: being... and work for wfh yeah exactly yeah.
1: um you can work from here uh, you can huh. get some beers from here you can get some breakfast uh so come hang out we'll be here all night mm-hmm. i'm so dialed in on march madness i didn't even realize it's also a double denver sports night with Avs and nuggets in action mm-hmm. so we're gonna have march madness Abs and Nuggets all in the TVs tonight. It's going to be very intense here, and it's going to be awesome. And you
3: got to get in on all of that action over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on the Nuggets. Bet on the Abs. Bet on the NCAA tournament. Because if you put five dollars on any team to win a game during the during the March Madness, you will get two hundred dollars in free bets if that team wins. That's right. All you have to do, new customers, put five dollars on a team if they win, you get two hundred dollars in free bets. And no better time than right now, so that you can bet on all the games on Saturday. All the games on Sunday with those $200 in free bets. Now is the best time to get in over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up in order to get this $5 to $200 in free bets offer. You win when your team wins. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also,
0: as if we need another sport, there's many more sports going on, including rugby, including the American Raptors over at Infinity Park. The American Raptors there's a club composed of crossover athletes that just ended their first season at five and five. These are athletes that come from other sports like basketball, football, baseball, track, and they're trying their they're they're taking their athletic skills to the game of rugby with the point of upgrading the U.S. national rugby team's fortunes uh, throughout the world. And the best thing about this is you can watch this team for free. That's right. You can watch the American Raptors for free. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make the game, AmericanRaptors.com will stream it all on their website. And if you just want, if you can't make the game and you want to read about it, you want to listen about it, listen to the DNVR Rugby podcast. You can read all the DNVR rugby stuff, of course, at the DNVR.com. Our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered. Those podcasts will teach you about the game of rugby as well. So if you want to learn about a new and fun situation, sport at least new to you check out everything going on at dnvr rugby and check out the american raptors go to americanraptors.com for tickets for the upcoming season
3: and really quick i noticed we got a lot of people tuning in live on twitter if you hop over to youtube you get a better stream it helps us out more also the chat is a lot more popping and a lot easier to get in on there so do that hit us with a thumbs up when you're over there and subscribe turn on alerts because we're going live at just all different times during this crazy broncos time if you turn on alerts, you'll never miss us
1: yes and once this crazy period ends we'll be back to our normal noon slot Um, but like you said Broncos are announcing press conferences you know 50 minutes before they happen we got to be got to be able to move quickly around here so like Russ again you just keep talking about Russ love Russ Um, anyways uh, we're talking about the AFC West we're talking about this arms race that's going on so why don't we rank every move made in the AFC West this offseason zach i'm gonna have you take us through the moves um and as we kind of roll along here we can we can figure out what's one what's two and so on okay so let's just start i'll go team by team so the broncos russell wilson randy
3: gregory dj jones those were their three big moves right
1: russell wilson is the number one move in the division
3: Without a doubt. And, and I think we kind of mm-hmm. get that out of the way. And yeah. there's no debating that. He's the most important position, and he's the biggest upgrade.
0: Yeah, and that's the, the key thing is the upgrade part of it. Because with all these other moves in the AFC West, we're talking about team. Like, the Raiders were a playoff team last year. Right. The Chargers were right there at the cusp of it. And the Chiefs, of course, have Patrick Mahomes. Russell Wilson, of all these moves, there, there are a lot of wow moves. But Russell Wilson is still the only move that was transformative in turning a team from an also ran to a
3: contender. And also, that's uh, there, there was some metric, I think, put out there by Pro Football Focus that had the mm-hmm. Broncos as making the most improvement of any team in the NFL this year. And you can just look at the Broncos being number one, the Seahawks being the worst to show mm-hmm. you that it's all Russell Wilson. Well,
1: And it's hard mm-hmm. to do this, but even if you were just to strip away the importance of the quarterback, Russell Wilson is still the best player that was added to the division, in my opinion.
3: Okay, well, let's talk about that, because let me read the other moves that were made by the other three teams, and we can rank them. The Chiefs, Justin Reed, that was their only move. They, by far, made the fewest big moves in the division. The Chargers, Khalil Mack, they traded for him. Signed JC Jackson, uh, those were their two big moves. And then the Raiders, trading for Devontae Adams and signing Chandler Jones. So every team except the Chiefs made a massive trade and made a massive signing.
1: Devontae Adams is number two for me. Uh, Now, I think we're going to find out just how much of an Aaron Rodgers product uh, Devontae Adams is. I'm not trying to say he's not an amazing receiver, um, but we've seen some really great receivers take a step back when they take a step back from a really great quarterback. Um, So, we'll see, but I think, to me, that is the second biggest move in the division.
3: And I disagree. I think that's the third biggest move in the division, and... I agree with you about the Aaron Rodgers effect. However, he couldn't have gone to a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Their chemistry is insane. I think the two years they played together at Fresno State, he averaged something like 120 catches, 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns. Just insane. He's going to not drop off from where he was with Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. But my second best move in the division, you're not going to be surprised, Ryan. The Chargers. Getting J.C. Jackson, and the reason J.C. Jackson is above Devontae Adams is they didn't have to trade a first and a second round Fair. pick for him. He was a free agent signing, and yes, they paid him a lot. I actually thought he was going. J.C. Jackson was going to get more, and I can't ignore that J.C. Jackson was my number one defensive free agent, and he went mm-hmm. to the Chargers.
0: See, I'm not concerned with what they're giving up. I'm, bringing, I'm thinking about what's being brought in. I think the second biggest move, it's also the Chargers, but it's Cleo Mack.
1: Uh, that's so.
0: Na- I think that's just the name, but it's him opposite Joey Bosa. That that's should dangerous. be dangerous. That's with, and 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 that's why Chandler Jones then kind of slides, maybe slides in, if not, maybe just a, a, a half tick behind uh, Devonte Adams, because it's not just Chandler Jones. It's Chandler Jones along with Max, Max Crosby. Crosby yeah. right. Like you ha- and th- and that's and if there's one thing that kind of concerns you right now. It's looking at it's looking at the Chargers and looking at the Raiders and saying, okay, these guys imported egg rushers who maybe aren't what they were several years ago, but still have much more than enough to capitalize off the attention given to Max Crosby and Joey Bosa, guys being in their prime. It, those eggs rushing combos look very much like. Von Miller DeMarcus Ware Circa 2015
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this too and it kind of goes into this conversation. I was thinking I think uh Ivero has the most pressure on him of any coach/coordinator in the division. Um mm-hmm. because all that happened was everyone's offense got better around you. And the Broncos already had a really good defense, you know, the, the people here are used to seeing the Broncos hold these teams under 30 points. Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden they take a step back and, you know, the Raiders and Chargers are putting up 30 points on the Broncos' head, he's going to be on the hot seat quick, at least from a, a public perception standpoint.
3: Mm, it's, mm. A, it's, it's a really good point, and it's crazy to and think. And the Broncos
1: have the worst pass rush in the division.
3: I was just going to say, it's crazy to think that, the, that Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, the talents and the investment that the Broncos have in them are the, on paper, I would say, the third worst outside pass rush uh i i I guess the third best um the second worst i would say they have a better outside pass rush than the chiefs
1: yeah
3: i'm just thinking of a pass rush
1: duo Mm -hmm. so you have chris jones and frank clark yeah
3: yeah in terms of the duos they they are the worst and that is crazy because they are very talented yeah um so so i love how we all have different number two moves you've got uh, Devontae Devonter. Adams. I've got JC Jackson. You've got Khalil Mack. Mace, who do you have as third then?
0: Third is Devontae Adams.
3: And I'm I'm right there with you. It, Devontae Adams. He mm-hmm. is... In, I mean, it's so hard to strip away the importance of position. He's really freaking good. He, and he's probably up there in the conversation with Russ in terms of like the best... Russ is still ahead, I, I agree, but in terms of the talent he brings and, and the fact that I don't think there's going to be a drop-off between uh, Adams and Rodgers and Adams and Carr makes it the third best, including what they gave up to pay him or give him. That contract, though, is, is nuts. You're stressing
0: the safeties with what with Devonte Adams joining Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. Yep. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I look at. Somebody's going to be one-on-one, yep. and all three of those guys – one on one will win, right? Against almost anybody, so it's not even just he throws the open man; he just throws to the guy that's in one on one that doesn't that doesn't have safety.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be really difficult, and you just think about wh- how yeah. crazy that group would have been if they could have kept Henry Ruggs. <laughs> yeah, um, seriously. But. Then they uh, may
3: have not made that move. For it's Adams. true. It's true. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. I just think the way that Derek Carr loves him and yeah. the way that they get along, apparently mm. Devonta Adams moved in right next to him. A <laughs> yeah, $12 million um, home. Yeah. yeah. So it's, that one's, a, is a scary one. Um, for me, I guess, I guess I'm really liking what the Raiders do for, yeah. for me. Third is t- Chandler Jones. Yeah. Um, I think Chandler Jones is, was the best available pass rusher in terms of what he provides right now. Yep. Um, and you put him with Max Crosby, who has been really productive without having that help on the other side. Second team last year. Yeah, second team All Pro last year. Twenty million dollar year. player now. The guy I wanted the Broncos to take uh, in, in terms of that, so I I have to give them kind of a nod there. Um and, and and give them credit for that.
3: Yeah, and I mean I think Chandler Jones on my defensive board was number two, mm-hmm. and so I have to go Chandler Jones for uh for or no Ryan I'm sorry you you get to go
1: your fourth now. Okay, fourth would be J.C. Jackson. Okay. Um, I mean just. What, did you kind of say something good about the Chargers?
3: Yeah, fourth is the yeah, same yeah, yeah. place they're going to be in the division. He's not on the podium, mm-hmm. so.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I really like J.C. Jackson. He was the guy I wanted most for the Broncos here um, of any free agent. I think he's really good. They did also pay a ton for him, um, but he's a really good player. Uh, he just, I don't think he's going to have the direct impact. That the other guys have. it's He's just going to take away one of the weapons. You know what I mean? Um, where, you, where you're going to see Chandler Jones racking up sacks and Devontae Adams racking up touchdowns and Russell Wilson being Russell Wilson, he's going to have the least obvious impact i hope you're right because he was a beast at
3: at picking off balls there Mm -hmm. in new england i hope that slows down uh for me i'm going chandler jones for for my fourth um the raiders were doing nothing this off season in fact it looked like they may lose Derek Carr for a little time being uh there there was a tiny bit of drama there it looked like they were going to take a massive step back until this week and then once Mm -hmm. free agency actually opened up they said don't worry guys we're here and they made their moves i really Unfortunately, I really like those two moves they
0: made. I've got J.C. Jackson fourth, and um,
3: so we all have the same top four at least. Basically, yeah. And uh,
0: and the thing and the thing with uh, the the thing with Jackson is now I feel like they've got I feel like they've got the secondary that can actually counter, for example, the Raiders as a whole. Now, Derwin James is a is a unique weapon back there at safety. The cost, yes, it's it's expensive, but now. You look at the Chargers and Brandon Staley has no excuse on defense. Okay, he's a everyone. He is regarded as, as a wizard, right? I mean, despite the team being nine and eight, despite the Raiders' def, or the Chargers, pardon me, defense being subpar last year, he emerged from the season kind of being well thought of a, as a head coach. Even though, frankly, I think their finish was was underwhelming. Well, now, no excuses. And another thing, I know we like to take shots at the Chargers. It's fun, right? Used to do that about the Chiefs. You know, hey, they haven't. The last time they made the Super Bowl, the Beatles were together. Said that a lot. (laughs) And then it was true until it changed. And all this stuff is true about the Chargers and their history until it
1: changes. Until it. If it changes.
3: Yeah. Until, if, when, who who knows. Uh, And guys, so those are the. uh, We've broken down the major moves. There's three more moves in the division that were all $10 million plus signings. Two of them were the Broncos. We haven't talked about him yet. The other one, Justin Reed, with the Chiefs.
0: We have,
1: we didn't rank Khalil Mack. I don't think either. Um. Yeah.
3: Oh, you're right. Because okay. yeah, Khalil, it, Khalil it would okay. Be Jones my, okay. is fifth for okay. me, and Mack is fifth for you guys. Yeah, yeah Mack would yeah. be my fifth. Yep. So then, so then now. We've ranked all of the big moves except for three. How much does it concern you that we're talking about uh, Randy Gregory and DJ Jones being two of the three, I don't want to say worst, least underwhelming, least impactful uh, big of moves. the big-time signings in the AFC West?
1: Uh, I mean, you can't be too upset about it because those are just the smallest names. You know what I mean? Like DJ and, Jones, certainly, yeah. And they're the cheapest. Um, so... You know, Justin
3: Reed also ten million. Yeah, so mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Justin Reed is a one for one swap with uh, Tyron Matthew. Um, I'd rather have Honey Badger, so that's gonna probably fall last for me. Um, Randy Gregory, you know, I guess you could say you're swapping Von Miller for him if you want to go all the way back to mid last season, but not really. Um, so, you know, I probably go Gregory. I probably go Jones, Gregory, Reed in the in that order. Okay,
3: um, and, and and I I can I can follow that. Um, yeah, Reed doesn't do much for me
1: at all. He's a good player, but you lost a good player.
3: Yeah, you you lost an even better player. Now Reed may be better for what they're doing now for the future since he's only 25 years old compared to the Honey Badger. Um, but for me, why I, I wish the Broncos would have got Chandler Jones instead of Gregory yep. for this year. Uh, I wish they would have landed J C Jackson. But in the end, guys, you take a step back. Broncos got the number one unanimous number one player mm-hmm. this year at yep. the most important position, so it made a little sense that they wouldn't get the second and third best as well.
1: Totally. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's sort of like a, it's like a snake draft. The Broncos got the first pick. Right. And then they kind of get the they're, they're getting they wait the way their end. turn yeah. but i'd say read to the bottom of that and i'll go Gre- gregory just because of the primacy of the edge rush position and then dj jones
1: and gregory is the is the biggest roll of the dice mm-hmm. um could be the guy uh and end up being one of the better signings of this class um, or it could end up looking like they made a huge mistake not just mm-hmm. ponying up the extra money for chandler Jones. there's
0: a big gap from five to six here yeah if we're making if right. we're making this and and again, Gregory was among the best in terms of pressure rate last year. But you know, not you know, you're con- you're you're concerned about if there's a relapse with his substance abuse issues. I mean, that's something that he's going to be battling in some fa- some form or fashion the rest of his life. Yep, that he's going that he's going to have to deal with. And then he he also has an injury history too. Yep, missed some time last year. Had a hamstring injury early in his career, and uh, you know if the best ability is availability unfortunately randy gregory has not proven that he can check off that box
1: i have one more question about randy gregory but first uh, i want to tell you about our friends over at green mountain dental group uh check them out over there just 15 minutes outside of downtown denver in lakewood family-owned dentistry and when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with our friends over at green mountain dental group they're going to hook you up with a free sonicare toothbrush it's a great deal from some great people Uh, true DNVR family members over there. They love Denver sports. Uh, They care about the DNVR community. So go see them if you need any dental work done over at Green Mountain Dental Group.
3: Love Green Mountain Dental Group. They're the best. They are the best. Just like this weekend. I mean, come on. March Madness coupled with the Broncos introducing Russell Wilson, coupled with Russ saying he's bringing three or four Super Bowls, then the Broncos make two other big signings. You can't get any better.
1: All right. Speaking of the Broncos announcing signings, They haven't announced Randy Gregory uh, has signed his contract yet.
3: They've announced Eric Tomlinson. They've announced Tom Compton. They've announced DJ Jones. They've announced the trade with Russell Wilson. Yet, no, there has been no word. They agreed to terms with Randy Gregory 72 hours ago, then nearly 48 hours ago. It became uh, available where he could actually sign the contract, something that he certainly didn't do with the Dallas Cowboys. And it was believed, and I should say the word believed because it was never official, that yesterday we were going to meet Randy Gregory and DJ Jones at at an introductory press conference. That didn't happen. We just met DJ Jones. There was a thought by some that that could be today. It still could be today. That could still happen. But as of now, there's no word that Randy Gregory has signed his contract with the Broncos. And uh, typically, you don't worry about this until it's a couple days in. Now it's a couple of days in. And so you you start wondering, but then you have to throw on the added fact of what went down with the Cowboys. Now, obviously, that same issue is not there because that contract, that language is not in his Broncos contract. But does make you a
1: little nervous, right? It makes me a little nervous for sure. And then my other thought was, Oh, maybe he's on vacation. Just needs to fly into Denver and <laughs> sign his contract. But then it was supposed uh, supposedly he went to dinner with George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett. Supposedly there's a, a picture. There's of a it. picture of
0: it on Instagram. Now <laughs> yeah. okay, so I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you when I'll worry if that picture gets deleted. Oh that picture's yes. still up. Yikes. Yeah the picture's, what? the picture's still up. So that's
1: why I'm not concerned what could possibly be going on though Uh, clearly I mean mean that's not bad
3: um, I j- just just some fine details uh, in in the contract okay. wanting to make sure that those are all perfect. Um, especially coming from the Cowboys it seems like they have a very interesting way of doing contracts with, with Dallas. Maybe they they're just trying to dot all their eyes and cross all their T's with this Broncos contract that that's truly what I think is going on. I don't think this is going to get out of hand, um, but you have seen what a handful of guys commit to a team and then back off this week.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm about one notch away from panic mode um, because you just saw this morning with the Bears uh, no longer signing Larry Joe because he failed his physical. Obviously, we just mentioned Gregory has some injury history. Maybe the Broncos, maybe he failed his first physical, but the Broncos still really want him. Right. So they're saying, hey, let's wait a week and do another physical. <laughs> no, and see if, right. You know, Whatever it may be, I'm, I'm starting to worry. Because let's say the Broncos, for whatever reason, didn't sign Randy Gregory. Now it feels like they've really fallen behind in the arms race of, yeah. of signing players in the AFC West.
3: Yeah, really, because you talk about how that defense needs to stay elite and how they still need to add a cornerback or two and maybe a safety in order to be competitive. You lose that edge rusher. Now that's the biggest hole that you need. And instead of thinking about potentially going luxury pick with a cornerback in the second round, you Almost have to use that second round pick on now a pass rusher.
1: I guess you could go get uh Zadarius Smith who backed mm-hmm. out of his contract good. with the Ravens. Yeah. He could
3: absolutely maybe
0: that's the backup plan here,
1: or maybe the Broncos are having a change of heart. Maybe because yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it could be anything. Um, and I guess just to finish this free agency conversation, there are still like really good players available. Yeah, there are. I mean, Tons. Like, maybe Field more figure. than I ever remember this deep into free agency. I mean,
0: Field Yates put just to list out on Twitter in the last hour or so. Bobby Wagner, Terran Armstead, Tyron Matthew, Stephon Gilmore, OBJ, Lyle Collins, who is visiting with the Bengals, Jarvis Landry, Zedaria Smith, Jameis Winston, Calais Campbell. My question to you guys,
3: though, is who makes sense for the Broncos? Because those are really big names, mm-hmm. but who would actually make sense for Denver?
0: Collins, obviously, yep. if you're going to go right tackle. Zadarius Smith, if, th- if something goes sideways, with Randy Gregory. Um, they're not going to spend – I don't think they're going to spend on off-ball linebacker. And so that's why I think uh, even though a lot of fans would like, say, Bobby Wagner, Bobby Wagner, I doubt that's happening. Um, frankly, I'd go, with, uh, I'd go with one of the defensive backs there. I'd go with Gilmore and Matthew. <sighs> Bringing
1: I mean, in uh, Tyron Matthew would be really exciting. Imagine
0: Honey you' next to Justin Simmons yeah. back there for a second. How uh, much
3: is he going to make?
1: Not, clearly not that much.
3: Yeah, we are in that second wave.
0: I mean, you'll have to you'll have to restructure some contracts because right now the Broncos are at uh, based on the contracts that are done, and I think this includes Randy, uh, the projection of terms on Randy Gregory, unless it changes. If Gregory is there, they have about seven million dollars cap space, scoring over the cap.
3: Is that including what they need to save for the season and for that's, also the draft? No, cap, that's that's included. That's just
0: seven million of space. Just that purely. includes d- pure space.
3: So then, in order to make any other big moves, you do have to restructure, your,
0: your, which you absolutely can. Yep. Yeah, and probably the most likely, and it's just an, it's just converting. It'd be converting salary to bonuses. Would be guys like Garrett Bowles and Justin Simmons.
1: Which those guys will? Uh, they would do
0: because they they're still going to get their money. Yep, in that course.
1: case. Um. Give me just, just give me one of them, someone. Tyron Matthews, Vaughn Gilmore. You know, Lyle Collins would, would be the probably my favorite of all those. Yep. Um,
3: Cincinnati can't let him leave the building today. As much as yep. I hope that he leaves the building so that the Broncos can be involved, and there have been some rumors out there that the Broncos are interested. Mm-hmm. C- Cincinnati's got to pay him whatever. You yep. have to protect Joe
1: Burrow. They really do. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. And Armstead will still yeah. be around. And of course.
0: Collins is from LSU. He wasn't a teammate of Joe Burrow's, yeah. but you know Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are put are put are are, are going to turn the screws a little bit on him, and right. Say, hey, you know we buy you, buy you Bengals. We stick together. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, and then I guess the one I really I would love to see Bobby Wagner in Denver. Doesn't sound like it's likely, um, but I hope Russ keeps keeps pitching his, uh, his guy George Payton on uh on bringing bobby wagner here that would be a huge move in terms of keeping
3: the defense great yep. that would be it right there
1: then go bring back callahan bring back kareem jackson the yep. defense is done
3: yep mm-hmm. there you go and between those other two guys you spent five mil
1: yep all right a uh, couple super chats here to wrap things up uh first from chris medina says hey y'all what Just about this. oh have you heard anything about randy gregory and why he hasn't officially signed been introduced even though he is in town only time will tell yeah,
3: only time will tell. And what what you really hope is that we're talking to him in two hours because that means it's official. That means it's it's all done and we get to find out more of his story. Uh, if it goes through the weekend, if we're talking about this on Mo- – guys, if he's not signed on Monday, this is the
1: conversation. Yep, for sure. Last one here from Seth Stewart says, Long time listener and now a member. Can't wait to hear... We,
2: we got him. him!
1: Love you guys. Love you too, Seth. Uh, and love everyone for tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out of here. You can, of course, subscribe. Ladies uh, and gentlemen... Oh, there we go. We got him.
3: <laughs> yes! I thought we had some crickets in the background. I uh, like, what <laughs> sound is he playing? We love you, Seth. You've, uh, you've been awesome, and we're so pumped to have you.
2: Yes.
1: All right. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for us today on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Thanks to everyone who tuned in. And, of course... We'll be back with you next week uh, with hopefully more fun and exciting yes. news. Uh, but no matter what, Russell Wilson will still be the Broncos. Yes, he will. <laughs> what a good. great time to be alive, baby. See you guys. Since you
2: night, roll out the truck and took a country drive. Now understand that you need some time. I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying cotton